Welcome to Beyond Dieting. We're two friends on a mission to disrupt the insanity of diet culture and replace it with something positive, life-affirming, and effective. We are talking to you if you, like us, have felt like a poster child for diet failure, or that diets work for other people, just not you, or like you just can't stick to anything, or this would work if only you were disciplined enough, blah, blah, blah. If that's you, then we are here to tell you that the problem is not you. The problem is dieting. As life coaches, empty nesters, busy entrepreneurs, and menopausal women, we don't believe in a one-size-fits-all approach to health and wellness, but we do know what has worked for us and other women in our programs. What's abundantly clear to us is that there is no silver bullet diet or exercise regimen, period, full stop, and we've tried a lot of them. Stick with us as we explore a variety of doable and motivational ways you can free yourself from a lifetime of yo-yo dieting. It is possible to live a healthier, saner, and more fulfilling life you enjoy. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. In this episode of Beyond Dieting, we are continuing our discussion on tapping by reviewing the book, The Tapping Solution by Nick Ordner. Yep. Here I have, if you're watching this on YouTube, I have the book. Um, yes. The Tapping Solution, A Revolutionary System for Stress-Free Living. That's definitely a title that was like, yes, please. <laughs> That's a really good title, really good subhead on that. Mm-hmm. So who is Nick Ordner? I've actually, I've been following Nick Ordner for a long time. I was trying to think back to when I first, first, first heard of him. And I think it was, I don't know, I want to say like 2008 or nine. I don't know what he was up to in those years, but it seems like I knew about him pretty early on through Hay House or something. When's the, mm-hmm. when did you first hear of tapping? Probably when um, you and Carolyn were teaching it to me in 2018, right. maybe 20. Yeah. Like I'm definitely, definitely not in the 2000 and aughts like you were. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and I, I was yeah. um, like, you know, we kind of talked about it last time, but I was very slow into the um, adoption of tapping as a tool in my self care toolbox. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are hesitant about it because it can seem complicated, which we'll get into. And we talked about this in last week's um, episode, but Nick Ortner is a New York Times bestselling author and creator of a documentary film called The Tapping Solution as well, which I did see. It was a long time ago, so I don't remember it. It was moving, though. I I remember there were some moving sections of it. I thought it was very interesting in the book when he talks about making that film and the conversation um, that he was, they were having about putting the film together and kind of how the, the team that made the film, you mm-hmm. know, it was like he and his had been in business with his, I think it was his dad and his brother. And they were in a real estate business when the real estate market tanked. 
Yes. And ended up a million dollars in debt. And he's like, and I'm still thinking I'm going to make this movie. So it was really interesting how he like talked about really leaning into his tapping mm-hmm. tools. And it was made by a whole bunch of people that didn't have any experience in making documentary films. <laughs> it's the best way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So it might be the best way to do it. Yeah. So why don't you, Lee, just give a quick... Um, synopsis of tapping. I know if you want to know all about tapping, we talked about it more in the last Mm -hmm. podcast. So go back and listen to that. But if you have it, before we start talking about the book, maybe give a a brief, what is tapping? Right. Well, just our interest in tapping is we actually use it now because Mimi is a convert. So we brought her on board and um, we do use it in our programs. Now it's a a cornerstone tool for us. Um, But tapping, um, goes back kind of to the seventies. And it's a tool you can use to help you with a wide variety of physical, emotional, and mental challenges. Um, The book goes into a lot of, well, I won't go there yet. We'll talk about the book in a minute, but the method of tapping works on certain acupressure points on your body called meridians. And in that way, it's similar to acupuncture, just without the needles. So it's working on a thousands year old kind of medical science from the East where they use acupressure points. But um, in this case, you're just kind of using your fingers to lightly tap on the same acupressure points, which are called meridians. And um, it's, it's a, we found it's very effective and fast for a lot of things. Yeah. And that's probably why people are hesitant, right? It just, one, you are physically tapping all over your body, which just feels awkward. Yeah. At first it feels like you don't want anybody to see you do it because they'll think you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's so much, um, I don't want to say controversy, but not everybody believes in the ideas that Eastern medicine have taught us. So I think there's like a, um, kind of like an ingrained bias about whether that's valid science or not valid science. Right. I worked in a um, kind of a alternative medical clinic that was run by a Western doctor, a lot of Western, uh, you know, allopathic doctors worked there, but they brought in um, different methodologies and practitioners for dealing with pain, especially chronic pain. And so we had one of the best acupuncture doctors in the area, in the, in the United States, like people would fly in to see him. And I, I went to him too, because I was having migraines at the time. So I really was converted by going to him because he's amazing. And so now it shocks me though. Like I, at one time I was like, Ooh, I don't want needles. Like, Ooh. Um, and it just sounded suspect because it wasn't what we were used to, but, um, now I'm surprised because, you know, once I'm converted to something, I'm surprised when nobody, you know, somebody else is like, ew, needles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never done acupuncture. So I'm glad that tapping is, you know, a lot of the same benefits without the needle. And I don't have a fear of needles. Yeah, it doesn't all, hurt. Yeah, the needles don't hurt. I'm just have never done it. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, well, do you want me to walk through the kind of layout of the book? Yeah, yeah. let's go through the that. general layout. So we're just going to sort of like from cover to end kind of what's in the book. And then we'll kind of tell you what we took away from it and what we liked. Um, so he starts by really, I love how he talks about how he got involved with 
using tapping and teaching tapping and really wanting to spread the message of tapping. And then he gives a pretty quick history of the origin of tapping, but I think it's enough that um, if you don't know anything about tapping, you can understand its roots and how it is rooted in the um, emotional freedom techniques, EFT. Maybe you've heard that more than you've heard tapping. Um, and he gives like a kind of an explanation of how tapping works, why it's effective and how it can help in releasing so many things like emotional baggage, overcoming limiting beliefs. But he doesn't just present it in this kind of mystical practice. He gives a lot of scientific evidence to back up its effectiveness. I think lots of scientific evidence. To us lots, lots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so he kind of dives into the research behind EFT and how you know, like Lee was talking about the meridian points and how that influences your brain and nervous system. And then that's what helps reduce the stress, anxiety, and emotional well-being. Like the whole book, I think, is really pushing that emotional mm -hmm. well-being. So that's kind of like the setup for it. And then from there, and pretty quick in the book, it gets super practical. That's part of what I love about it. Also, all the science, <laughs> science studies, the scientific studies, and he really, he does go deep enough, like not so deep that it feels dry, but deep enough that you really do understand that this has been studied and proven to be effective in treating a variety of things. And you realize it's not, it probably, I think anything that's not like you go to the doctor, you get it, you know, a shot and then they give you a pill, anything that's not that some people think is mystical. But you really find out this is not mystical at all. This is not woo. This is actually backed up by science. And even if we're not familiar with the medicine of the East, they've been using it for thousands. It's older than our Western medicine. And they've been effectively treating people. We just don't understand it as well if we've just grown up in the United States or something. But um, yeah, I love the practicality of the way he lays out the chapters and how he presents it you, because you can very quickly, if you just want to start using tapping, you just dive right in. I think it was page 13. He starts explaining, like, here's yeah. how you do it. Yeah. So kind of like there's that whole explanation of it. And then he sort of breaks it up into themes. You know, each chapter has kind of a different theme or common challenge that, that we might all face. I think he tried to pick really common themes and challenges, whether it's dealing with fear, past traumas, negative self-talk, physical pain, cravings, financial stress, you know, I hopped right to that one. Um, and in each of these sections and each of these themes, he's presenting scripts that you can use and people have used to address that theme. And he gives lots of case studies of real people. And he talks about what their challenge was and how they used tapping to overcome that challenge. Yeah, And then um, throughout all of that in each section that there's like easy to do exercises and easy to follow tapping scripts. Uh, and I would bet if you've got a problem or a challenge that you're facing right now, he's got it tucked somewhere into one of these chapters. He does. <laughs> I thought I thought he was very thorough and covering the range of things you can use tapping for. Um, it's not just for a headache or physical ailments. It's for, you know, really any emotional, mental issue you're having. You know, if you're, if you've got anxiety or depression or some traumatic memory, and he says, you know, it's, there's trauma with a big capital T and then trauma with a lowercase T, but, you know, 
anything that's just staying with you. Um, I know I've used it, but there, I have this one reoccurring dream that I won't go, I won't bore people by going into, but it just drives me crazy because I hate having like a repetitious dream that you just have over and over and over, unless it's like a great dream. But this one's not, it's not necessarily bad, like a nightmare, but it's just, I don't like having it. It feels like an unresolved issue. So I use tapping to kind of clear whatever that dream is for me. And it was really, I have to say, it was one of the most powerful sessions I've done. Like I could feel all the energy moving around my body. I was like, wow, that was, that was an interesting thing to do because <laughs> it really yeah. seemed to do something. Yeah. So, so uh, oh, go ahead, Mimi. Sorry, I cut you off. I was just going to say, you know, by the time you get to the end of the book, you really have the sense that he sees tapping as something that can transform you individually, but also the world at a global level. Like he feels that this is something that can impact how um, people, then communities, and then countries interact with each other, you know, at a very different level. Just think of like erasing all of that trauma and stress from the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's why I'm so happy we use it as one of our cornerstone tools, because it it works in some ways it's similar to the thought work framework that we use because he is using in his scripts um, something that it's not exactly thought work the way we practice it and the way I was taught, but it uses belief systems and thoughts you're having, even about pain, like my head hurts, you know, this pain in my head or whatever, you know, that the script will go through beliefs and thoughts that you're having and then kind of and these are net more negative feeling thoughts and beliefs, and you kind of end up um, disengaging from them as you go through the tapping process. It helps you release it somehow, I think, very quickly. And thought work does too if somebody participates willingly and wholeheartedly in the thought work. Then it can be just as effective at releasing a negative belief. But I think the problem that isn't here with tapping that is with thought work is not everybody jumps wholeheartedly into doing thought work work because it is some work tapping to me seems like this. It does seem a bit magical in how quickly it works. So it, it isn't magical. It is backed by science, but the quickness with which you can move through something seems magical. <laughs> you know, it's a great shortcut. And it's still effect, very, very effective. It's not like a Band-Aid. It really is working on a very deep level on something. Yeah. So did you get there thinking about how he structured the scripts? Did I get yes. to that connection to thought work by how he yeah, structured yeah. the script? Yeah. I did like the fact that the scripts, you know, they're it's very similar, like the structure mm -hmm. with which mm -hmm. acting is done. So seeing that, you know, scripts written over and over and he gave, you know, he pointed out some variations that you could use. And if, you know, like me, you get hung up on what am I supposed to say next? What am I supposed to say next? He gives some really um, concrete and easy ways to ease into that process. Yeah. You know, if thinking about doing all of that wrong is something that would hold you back from trying tapping mm -hmm. in the book, he gives a real, uh, some shortcuts. Mm -hmm. so that I think that's where he excels is he, 
just the way he presents information is the way I want to absorb it because he's very practical. He doesn't overcomplicate this process because I think one person could try to explain this process and it would sound super complicated. Maybe even me, I don't know. <laughs> but I think the way he presents it, it's very, he, he wants people to think it's simple and it is once you get it. And so I appreciate how easy he's trying to make it for, you know, the people reading the book. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that we were going to talk about is did we think that it was well-written and organized? What Not do you think like you were addressing? That you, yeah. What do you think, Mimi? I think it really was, you know, I, I appreciated the brevity with which he gave the history of tapping, you know, that he gave just enough of the science and the history. So it's like, okay, I believe it. But if I really wanted to go get the science, I can do that type of research on my own. I would imagine most people picking up this book have some kind of idea of what that is. But if you don't, there's enough of that in there without bogging it down and turning it into like a science tome or something that you have to get through. Um, and then how he kind of, the chapters were very similarly structured. So, you know, you could hop to, um, if you're going back to use the book for a specific thing, you can easily find it in there. Yeah. So let's, I'll just give like a few of the chapters, like the headings. Yeah. I thought, I mean, while I'm trying to find the chapter, here it is. Um, so yeah, I felt like it was well organized and very cleanly written. You know, there, we weren't tripping over any extra language. He's very straight to the point. Very um, conversational. Very, yeah, he's, he really relates with people very well and he, and the way he presents information, it mm -hmm. just feels like he's right there talking to you. Um, so he goes through like the general healing your body, the general tapping through your past, releasing those, like those overall things. But then he gets to like losing weight. Chapter eight is losing weight and letting go of fear, guilt, shame around food. Chapter nine, um, creating love and healthy relationships, make them in 10, making money and achieving your dreams. The next chapter, eliminating phobias and fears. And then he has a general chapter, like clearing other life challenges where he does, you know, a few scripts where you can kind of move along, but he, he does definitely, he's, he's, um, proselytizing. <laughs> he wants people to pick it up because he does he's seen that it's so effective. And if everybody knew about this, you know, wouldn't the world be that much better? Um, who knows what would happen if enough people picked up this, you, you, you don't know until it happens, but I, I'm shocked by how quickly and well it works. I'm still always kind of impressed over and over again by the way it works. Yeah. And um, I thought there was uh, a couple of areas that really kind of stuck out for me. In, and um, one of them was in the uh, money. I can't remember. You just said the name of the chapter, but I can't remember what it was, but the abundance thing. Mm -hmm. And he was tapping because it's interesting. So you think you're going in there and he's going to be, you're just going to be doing tapping around money. But he really starts with you know, like procrastination and kind of, you know, what's holding you back. And I, I loved it because to me, one, I'm a goal setter. So I'm always like researching, like, why don't people stick with goals? Why don't I stick with goals? You know, and so we had some really practical steps and the whole idea 
from one of the little tapping sections was what's the next step? And we talk about that a lot in our programs. You know, it's like you can see what the end goal is, but sometimes that end goal really, like, really seems far away. And I don't know if I can achieve that. And maybe that's not for me. And you can get in your head about how difficult that journey is going to be. And so he gave a couple of examples of people doing that. And he was like, aha. So the aha is I only have to know the next step. Like, I don't have to know the whole thing and like how to tap when you're confused and you don't know what to do and you can't figure out how to reach the goal is you're only tapping to find the next step. So you use it as almost a um, really practical way of getting into action. Mm -hmm. So It isn't just, there's a lot in there about relieving stress, relieving pain. And of course that is a sense of stress if you don't know what to do, but I like it. I like things that get me into action. So I really was drawn Mm -hmm. to that section. Yeah. So on a, in a, um, using language, he's he's taking you there through the left brain and the use of language, like in through the concept of the next step. And then often what's preventing us from the next step, like I just talked to one of my kids this morning who was like really overwhelmed by how messy her um, living space had gotten. And so we were talking about overwhelm and some, you just have to start with one thing, but sometimes you're so stressed and overwhelmed by the big thing. It's hard to know where to start when really you just have to almost put on horse blinders and go to one little corner and just start, you know, picking stuff up. Um, So, but what he's also doing with the tapping is it works on the limbic system and the amygdala. And it starts to, that's the part of your brain that wants to run away or freeze. It's the, you know, fight or flight syndrome. And then there are more F's in there. Now they've broken it down into more F's. But um, so while you're using language to clarify, you're also calming down your limbic system. Yeah, that's good. Um, Trying to think of what some of the other key things that was in there. Oh, this was in um, an earlier section when he was talking about perspective Mm -hmm. and shifting perspective and that, you know, often we're looking for the quick fix, like, oh, this is the situation I'm in and I want this situation changed. And that's not necessarily going to be the quick fix. And so he's talking about how what you can do, though, and through the use of tapping, and of course, he gives scripts to do it, is change your perspective. So instead of feeling that this situation is hopeless, or it's, I'm always like this, or here I am again in a repeating pattern, that if you can start to shift your perspective, it opens up you know, doorways and avenues that you might not have seen as possible before. Mm-hmm. So that whole like starting to change um, how you view something. Mm-hmm. situation is the situation right There's we actually do that yeah without having read his section on that when we did it we actually when we wrote our scripts for our program beyond dieting we we did that we just we started with the you know you're supposed to start with kind of the limiting belief or the negative thought that's holding you back and in our scripts, we did that. We went from negative, then kind of neutral. And then we started to move toward like, what if this could be a little bit better than you first thought? And, you know, not trying to jump into like unicorns and rainbows, but just move, shifting perspective, exactly what you just said. Yeah. And I like how he was, um, you can't rush into the betterness. No. That 
you know, if you're you're tapping and you're still struggling, it's hard to, to get the perspective Mm -hmm. change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to, it depends on what it is. You know, some situations are way worse and stickier than others. And some people are more traumatized than others. You know, they're the level of anxiety or the level of trauma or the level of depression could just be greater than someone else's who could more quickly tap through something. And so it's good to respect that. And he's, I think he's good about making a case for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I think it probably sounds like we're just like pro Nick and I would say I am because I've been following him for so long. I think he's a good guy and I like his values. And, you know, so I know a lot about him. Like I took a program with him along. I hadn't read the book, but I had taken a different program with him a long time ago. So I, you know, I'm familiar with it, but I definitely learned a lot, even though I'm so familiar with it. I learned a lot reading it, which I always appreciate, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, it's interesting, you know, reading personal development books mm -hmm. because if you are reading like this about tapping something that you are already a believer in, like it, it's, yeah, we can be pro Nick Ortner, but we also are pro tap pro tapping. Mm-hmm. So what this is doing is reinforcing something that we already practice and helping us take it to a different level, a higher level, or just you know, sometimes you do things and it's like, well, it's working. I'm good. I'm just going to keep doing it. So it was really good for me. I had never read the book um, or known much about him other than like, you knew he was one of, I knew he was one of the gurus in the tapping Mm -hmm. space. Um, So I had heard his name, but it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know necessarily that I'm Nick Ortner because to me, he just still is an author, but I'm Mm -hmm. definitely pro tapping. And he his book and the way he structured it just reinforced my, my belief for that and gave me new tools to use. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, you know, I, I did a lot of writing in the margins and earmark, you know, Mm -hmm. pages so that I can go back. So it's going to be a useful tool for me because we do use it in our program. So it's nice to have somebody who's really knowledgeable explaining it so clearly. And it's interesting with self-help books, sometimes like you can get that kind of confirmation bias where like, yeah. I'm already a believer in tapping, but I've had the experience of reading or listening to, cause I do a lot of reading on audible um, self-help books where there, you would think I would have confirmation bias because they're talking about something I already use a tool or concepts I already know about. But then some people, they start talking about their view of it and the way they do it. And I'm, it's just like nails on a chalkboard. And I'm like, oh, I can't even listen to this anymore. I can't even read this anymore because I don't like how they're approaching it. And definitely with this book, I didn't feel that way at all. Yeah. I thought, I thought his writing style was very inviting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it kind of moved along. It moved. Um, yeah. yeah. So one of the things that Lee and I always like to think about was like, because it is a personal development book, is it also entertaining? Like we want, we want the information out of that, but we also want it to be entertaining. And I think he did a pretty good, I mean, it wasn't like entertaining, like, ha ha ha, this is such such a laugh a minute, but I think it was like engaging enough that you 
you kind of kept going through it. There definitely were some of the, like, I've never really used tapping for physical pain. So I just kind of like bounced through those, that section a little bit because, um, because of the structures, I think it's, to me, it's more like a resource that I can go back to for that section. Like yeah, right. uh, nice to know that that's a possibility, right? So just like if you weren't, didn't want to work on money and abundance, you might not dive into and read every word of that section. But um, I think because there are case studies and real people and their stories are kind of engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally thought maybe there was a little too many of those. I did too. That was one thing where, I mean, normally I think books could use more. Yeah. Uh, and I think he needed them in the beginning, like um, especially with the guy who originally developed um the you know, like got the aha light bulb moment, the Stanford guy. I'm I'm forgetting his name right now, yeah. but that was he was the guy in the 70s. He was an engineer and um had a client who was struggling with water or something. I don't know. That story was very compelling because that was one of the first ones he threw out there. Um but I would agree that at some point I didn't need to as many. So I kind of skimmed through those. Yeah. Yeah. I love the exercises. I love the tapping scripts. Mm-hmm. I take it. Um, I've been taking it out with me um, in the mornings when I do my journaling and have my tea. I'm like been using different scripts that he has. And then Lee has written scripts for us. Um, and using those, I don't know why I just like to read along with the script. It's so, it makes it so seamless. You don't have to stress mm. about what, you know, the whole point is to get past the amygdala and shut, shut it down and not have it like get in your way as a roadblock. So if you are somebody who's going to be stressed about what do I do next? What do I do next? Then just to read those scripts, you're just like, whew, that's, I don't have to think about that. Yeah. Cause I find if I don't have a script, like, oh, I'm just going to do this myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just like, so what's, I'm watching my eye. what am I going to say that? What am I going to say at the next place? <laughs> what am I going to say at the next place? And so like, instead yeah. of like just kind of sinking into it, mm-hmm. that's just me personally. And then yeah, I think that probably a lot of people would feel that way. It's like yeah. performance anxiety for self-help. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because he talked, he had that concept, he brought it up a couple of times in there, like the upsides and the downsides. Like, I like that because you often think like something that you're, you want to tap on. So let's just, let's just say it is losing weight. Mm. So you think like, okay, so I want, you're tapping on, you know, like trying to, what's holding me back and getting into a positive space about it. And then it's like, for something, if you can't quite get there, like what, what is this limiting belief I had in him talking about, it might be you're hung up on what the downsides are. And you're like, is there a downside to losing weight? And that might be where your limiting belief is. It's like, I, I'm just saying this off the top of my head, but you know, oh my gosh, if I lose weight, I just might be too sexy. You know, oh, people will <laughs> think. But people do that. There's you know, like, like this game in my head. Like this might yes. be too good. I know people do it with money a lot. You yeah. know, like I work yeah. with, do more work with money, but you know, this idea of what if I am successful? Like mm-hmm. what if this project does work out? And so I liked him like thinking about like what's blocking you might not be the negative thing that you think, but it might be the 
the upside. And he brought that kind of wove that through a couple of different sections. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, he does this whole tapping tree thing, which I, I think he he cites who came up with it. He didn't come up with it, but he puts it in here and cites the women who did come up with it, where you're really exploring and trying to go those deeper layers down to the roots of the limiting <laughs> beliefs. And, you know, sometimes it's a surprise what that limiting belief is. It's not what you first think it's going to be. Yeah. And then he had that in the healing, the body section, he came back to that whole tree thing again with creating your healing tapping tree. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is going to take some thought. Like I've got that page and that section marked because this idea of, you know, the leaves or the side effects and that kind of stuff um, that I think like, if you have something that you're really stuck on, did you pull up the woman's name? Sorry. I was started. Yeah. Let me, I've got it marked. I've got a a ton of things marked, but let me see. Here it is. I just found that page. Oh, good. Um, Lindsay, Lindsay Kenny. Yes. Lindsay Kenny. Um, just because since he attributed it to her, I want to attribute it to her too. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, I think like if I come across a problem that I'm super stressed or super stuck at to go through that process of, you know, what are the leaves? What is the root? You know, mm-hmm. what, what is my trunk on this thing? It was a really interesting concept that she came up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what made me think it's such a mirror image of thought work starts with a limiting belief. You try to start with a limiting belief, which here you're almost working from the other end of the tree. Like you're starting with symptoms, which is fascinating because I think in thought work, sometimes if you're, if you're really coaching it well, and someone's really do it, like the, the client is really just flowing with it, you can get those symptoms. Like they start talking about their bodily symptoms or the way they behave, behavioral symptoms. That's when all of this is at its best is when you can figure out all the pieces of what they put on this tree. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was um, the idea that often what you're tapping on is the symptom because that's what you see as the problem, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then this, that leads you through to all the other stuff. Yeah. I thought that was great imagery and how he talks about pulling that out, but I was like, that's not one of the quick and easy things. Like that's no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's I need to get, I need to give me a blank tree. Yeah. We need to make a graphic of a tree so that, you know, we can yeah. use that out, but you know, then it becomes kind of like a puzzle. It seems. Yeah. That one's going to take some time for people. And then I think it's better if they get into tapping. I don't know. You never know how somebody's going to pick up something easiest, but that I was like, well, I love it. I love that tree, but I don't know if I would throw that at somebody first. No, I was like, Oh, I I got it. I kind of read through it. I'm like, that's really cool. You know? And then when he would bring it up later, I was like, okay, I'm starting to get a little clarity about it, but that would be not just reading the book through like that would have Mm -hmm. to come back. I do think it's one of, you know, one of the things Lee and I talk about when we have books too, is what are the nuggets of gold? Mm -hmm. I think that that, um, that concept is for me, one of the nuggets of gold is this symptoms and behaviors and mm-hmm. what it is, but it's a nugget that I'm going to have to go mining for a little bit. I think. Oh, I know one, one thing that really made me just go, wow. In the book was when he was talking about people researching it and 
a course. I, I should have this name ready, but you guys just have to read it. Um, but there's a scientist in China, I believe, unless it was South Korea. And I apologize to this person. Um, but she actually found these microscopic tunnels that, because, you know, the main thing with Western medicine is like, well, we don't see it. You can't prove it. Where is it on the body? Like these meridians, so-called meridians, like, point to it. You know, it's not like pointing to an elbow. And she actually found these little microscopic tunnels that run down the meridians, like right where these points are. They're there. Like she actually found the physical evidence for them. So it's not some woo conceptual thing. They're actually there in your body. Like you're wired with them, Yeah. which you know, that is the premise of it, but, you know, you know, Western medicine needs to see a picture of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, um, I appreciate all the science that's being, um, poured into the brain and the gut and what's happening on the nervous system, you know, and the vagus nerve and how, um, stress cortisol for menopausal women, you know, is such a detriment to losing weight mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, thinking that you're beating yourself up on CrossFit. Yeah. It's going to help you lose weight and it's doing the opposite. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I appreciate that, that dollars are being turned that way and that more people are opening up to not just take a pill. Yeah. To looking at it, that science is at least somebody's invested in looking at some alternative pathways and really um, helping women with what, you know, women's issues. That's a whole other topic. That's really what we deal with, you yeah. know, dieting. Cause we're, we're looking at these things from the perspective of, you know, women over 50 um, said, so, you know, these, these methods that alternative methods for helping with these things, like the stubborn weight gain after menopause um, is very much appreciated. Yeah. Um, so were you inspired? Did you find this? I was, I was, um, well, we're writing a book. So I was really inspired by the way he organized this book and how clean, cleanly he imparted the information, you know, um, I was, I I was inspired as a writer of a book, (laughs) you know, by the way he did this. So I'm definitely inspired to kind of have this on the side as a study guide for how to like a structural model for how Mm -hmm. a personal development book should be written. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's a good example of a good one. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, um, well, just along that same vein, I do love how I felt like he was in a conversation with me, Mm -hmm. you know, he'd be like, Hey, you made it this far. And like, Mm -hmm. I I definitely felt like he was talking to me. Um, but I also think that just the breadth of what tapping can do and how he presented that and the ease with which, um, he's made it accessible. I found that very inspiring. So, you know, and I thought for somebody that is hesitant about tapping or questioning about tapping, I would, would feel comfortable recommending this book. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't think he didn't sound like, um, he didn't sound super woo. Like he sounded like a very grounded, you know, person. And he was open about 
what skepticisms there might be there and why you shouldn't do it anyway. So like, yeah, he, he totally presents as the guy next door, which I think he authentically is, but he yeah. definitely presents as just the average guy next door. He's yeah, there's yeah. nothing woo about him or, you yeah. know, off-putting in any kind of way. He just is like the nice guy next door kind of person. Um, yeah, like, well, we have our review system. Since this is the first book we've reviewed on this podcast, you may think that we're like easy reviewers and we're just going to give a free pass to everybody. But I mean, in our feather system, instead of thumbs up or thumbs down, we're going to give Grant feathers on a scale of zero to five. And Mimi gets to vote hers. I get to vote mine. We may not always agree, but I give this, I mean, for a self-help book, I give it five feathers. Oh, I was going to say, I give it four feathers. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, I did find that some of the stories were just too long and too many. Yeah. Yeah. If you want Mimi's attention, you got to move along. You got to give me into action. What am I going (laughs) to do? Let me get into action. Like I believe it, you know, like once you've convinced me, yeah, you know, I believe it. Mm -hmm. Let's just get into it. But definitely four feathers. Four feathers. feathers. I give it five because usually my complaint about a book is they don't do enough case study. And so I can't complain now that he gave me too many. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to be satisfied with the fact that he did present them. And and you like a good index. I love a good index. He's got a good index. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, five feathers from me. Yeah. And then um, we like to try to pick at the end of each podcast, just a song that pops into our mind when we think about what we've been talking about in this podcast. And so we um, chose Changes by David Bowie. Because I just feel like changes tapping yeah. is getting you into that like... changes yeah you know that it really is to try it's getting you to shift it's getting you to leave something behind and Mm -hmm. butterfly into something new yeah even if you don't read this book you've got to try tapping but I think it helps to have a good guide explain it so that you don't do what one of my daughters did where she's like I tried it and it didn't work and I'm like well did you do a script along with it and she's like no what's a script so like, yeah. well, maybe, maybe you didn't do it like in its most effective way, but yeah. Yeah. No, I just said, um, just tapped my hand <laughs> tapping all over my body. Well, we yeah. have a free tapping, um, series, so you mm-hmm. can check that out and we have a little introduction about tapping, but, um, also you can just follow us along in the visual. So mm-hmm. we'll we do have mm-hmm. all right. Well, that was fun. Mimi, I liked reviewing that book. Yeah, me too. I can talk books endlessly. Yeah. Bye. See you in the next podcast. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. In fact, if this resonated with you and you know someone else who needs to hear this, please share our episodes. We would just love that. We also would love it if you would follow, subscribe, and rate our channel because this lets us know you're actually there and it helps us show up in searches, which would be awesome. 
please be a part of our community and mission to help as many women as possible free themselves from diet culture so that they can go beyond dieting. <laughs>